Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we will explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Early Childhood Education, Laying the Foundation. I am joined today with by Judy and Emmy, and they're going to talk all in detail about why it's important and a little bit about Sunlight's programs. So I'd like them to introduce themselves. Welcome, Judy. Hey, Steph. Good to be with you today. So I am a retired um, homeschooling mom of three amazing kids. And we've also started a second generation of Sunlighters in our family. I also work as Sunlight's marketing sales manager. Welcome. And hi, Emmy. Welcome. Hi, I'm Emmy. Um, I'm a mom of three girls. They are 19, 16, and 12. My oldest just finished her first year of college and had a great first year um, in spite of it being a crazy year. Um, I've been married to my wonderful husband for 23 years and um, have Montessori background, uh, went to UCLA, went to Fuller Seminary, and then worked as a Montessori teacher for seven years. Perfect. And Emmy did have a huge hand in our update of our recent preschool program. So she's going to be able to talk about those details here in a little bit. So thank you both for joining. I'm Stephanie Rose. I'm the community manager. And like I said, we're going to be talking all about early child education, early childhood education. So let's get started. Um, first, let's talk a little bit about how early childhood education lays the foundation for later academics. Can we talk about the details around that and maybe why it's important? Um, Judy, did you, I'll start. Um, I was going to say uh, for just in general, you know, when they're at this age of about three to four, uh, which is what this package, the preschool package is geared towards and the pre-K is four to five, um, you really just want to set them up for success. I think the goal for every parent and anybody who is teaching this age range, um, you really want your goal to be to set them up for success, to prepare an environment for them and the materials that they need and the tools that they need in order to succeed um, in life in general, but also in their in their skills um, for pre-reading, pre-writing, and math um, in particular. But um, I think this applies to every area. This can apply to their social skills, their their understanding of who God is, um, their ability to relate to others well, to communicate, um, listening skills. I mean, all of those things, you know, they really do learn it at home first. And so we wanna uh, create that environment for them in this early stage. And there are skills that kids truly need before um, they start those formal academics, like you mentioned. And so um, kids don't come already knowing that when you read, you read from left to right, for example. And so some of the activities that are built into our packages are designed to help them learn that skill, moving their eyes from left to right. Um, Kids don't know naturally Um, They don't come wired with the ability to write with a pencil or a crayon. 
um, to follow a line or to shape letters or numbers. And so a lot of those skills um, are also built into our early education packages. So yeah, just a lot of things having to do with fine motor skills in writing and reading and math. Um, it, as Emmy said, it really helps to set students up for success if they can lay the foundation of those skills first. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit, you know, we focus a lot on academics in this first question, but there's also another component that goes along with this and it's play or hands-on. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what the value of that is and how that really does help um, in these early years. I remember um, when I started homeschooling our oldest thinking, oh, she's, she's the smartest kid on the planet. You know, she, she started reading at the age of four. And so let's get those math workbooks out and let's get those, you know, handwriting workbooks out and let's just see how, how far she can go. And, you know, just encouraging her. And um, I was just thrilled that she so enjoyed learning. But the part that I missed is at that age, kids really are wired to play. Um, and that's where they learn many of those foundational skills that we just um, discussed a minute ago, especially those social skills. And so I think all first-time parents are that way. I think all first-time parents want to see how smart their kid is and how quickly they can learn. And sometimes we just need to step out of the way and, and let them play and let them learn the things um, that they need to learn before they start that formal academics. And actually, um, we thought that was so important that um, you can find another video that we've done um, titled Let Them Play that talks about this issue specifically. So yeah, it's, it's a big deal. I was gonna just also say that um, definitely play is hugely important at this age. Um, but also in the classroom setting or in a, or in a teaching environment when you're, when you're doing the preschool or pre-K program, you definitely wanna give them the freedom to move. I think that that's one of the things that I loved about Montessori was that you had the freedom to move. The kids were not stuck to a desk in a chair. Um, they could even choose the spot on the, on the carpet that they wanted to sit on um, and they could move about the classroom freely, which coalesces very well in principle with homeschooling because it's the same thing where when you're homeschooling, you're letting your kids choose the place that they want to sit at. They can sit in their room, they can go to the kitchen, they can sit at, at the couch uh, with you um, outside on the swing or, or wherever. Um, and they just have that freedom of movement and the ability to choose where they want to learn. And in some cases, how they want to go about learning, um, I, you know, within limits, of course, you're providing the, the structure for that and giving them the freedom to choose how long and where they want to do that work. Um, and I think a really important uh, part of that is the value of repetition just giving them the time frame to be able to use something again and again and again, um, and not feel like they have to just check off the block and get it done the first time, but know that they can make mistakes and fail and, and still learn and grow just by that continual opportunity to repeat um, 
something, you know, over and over again, as long as they need to. The other thing that, the other thing that I, is it still doing it? Turn down the volume on your computer. So you can, you'll the be able to volume on my computer is down out of a hundred, it's down to 26. Go ahead and start I, now. I don't know how much further down I can go. That's fine. Okay. I don't know why it's happening. <laughs> Either. I don't know. I'm not. I didn't hear anything. Really? No, I, I mean, I've heard just like a slight like sound, but that's it. Hmm. No, it's, it echoes pretty bad. Oh. <clears throat> You know what it's coming when you're coming from Emmy's video to your video. Mm. Um, so maybe yeah. if you know, just give it a minute, or maybe I'll talk first. I'll just be like Judy. <laughs> but you're fine now. I don't know okay. why. All right. So where do you want to start again? Sorry. Should we redo that? <laughs> nope. No, Whatever you were gonna say. Whatever I was gonna say. Okay. <clears throat> I've got to remember what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. So I think one of the things that's important is um, the other thing about being a first time parent is, you know, it's a whole lot cleaner to put a workbook in front of a child than it is Play-Doh or buckets of water or um, a big box full of sand or all the things that kids love to play with. And I think um, we have to realize that that has a great deal of value as well. And all too soon, they will grow out of the Play-Doh and the sand and the water stage, but um, you got to let them play with those things. For sure, for sure. So we talked a little bit about the, that we have a brand new pre, preschool program and Emmy, you had a big part in that. Maybe we could discuss the components of the preschool package. Yeah. So the preschool package will basically have the same material that it had before in terms of the books. I think that there were a few book changes, but the bulk of it is, is basically the same. It's going to still have the wonderful um, preschool literature that it had before. Um, the Family Time Bible remains in this program, which is a wonderful resource. We've added discussion questions and answers um, to go with each Bible story, as well as a prayer that kind of ties the lesson in. Um, for each, each day that that's scheduled, um, which is basically every day um, for the three-day schedule. Um, and then there's just a variety of books. Some of them have, have almost no words like the Noah's Ark book. Um, it's mostly just illustrations and it's wonderful. It's just a great way to talk about, you know, to promote conversation about what's going on and let the child um, take it in visually, you know, the story um, as, as, you're, as you're going through that book. Um, at the same time, you have other books that are full of great stories um, with lots of words on each page, like the HarperCollins Treasury of Picture Book Classics, for example, that has like Goodnight Moon, and it has, um, you know, Harold in the Purple Crayon, and all of those wonderful classics that we all know and love. Um, and so they're getting 12 of those in one book, for example, um, as well as a slew of other books that are included in that package. Um, 
But what we've done to update the program is, we, is that we have added pre-reading, pre-writing, and early math, and we've added a science book um, that, that is scheduled throughout the school year. Um, the Spanish book is um, also scheduled throughout, um, and you have two weeks to finish each lesson, so you get plenty of time to practice the words. There is an audio file that is available under the preschool package page on the website. Um, so you can actually hear uh, the words being pronounced correctly. And then there's a music component where we give you the link to different songs that can be sung um, throughout the school year or listened to throughout the school year. Um, and then in addition, we have the supplies kit. The supplies kit will include all of the hands-on materials that we've added, including the 10 plastic geometric insets, where the children will be tracing the shapes and developing their fine motor coordination. Um, it's also fun for them because they're, you know, creating designs and coloring and um, and it just uh, feeling confident and successful with each time that they do it because they get better and better at it and then their designs get better and better as well. Um, then you have your pencils, your sensory numbers um, from one to 10 as well as zero. Um, you have sensory lowercase print letters that are included with textured surface uh, for the 26 letters. Um, we also have counting cards from one to 10. These have the dots to represent the quantities of the numerals on those cards. And then we have the markers or the counters that go with that. Um, and I should just mention that those are laid side by side in pairs to show odds and evens um, as you go along as well. Um, there's a nylon knife for cutting fruits and vegetables throughout the school year, um, just to develop a, lo a lot more of that, that independence, that sense of responsibility, the feeling that they can um, contribute to the family meals, they can, they can make their own snacks, they can, um, you know, uh, just help out as an individual, you know, and feel like they're actually contributing and feeling successful. Um, and I think there are also, there's also uh, colored pencils, did I mention that, and a clipboard to hold your geometric insets um, over paper so that it doesn't move when you're tracing. Um, and then safety scissors for all the cutting works um, that are included in there as well. And you said that it was a three-day program? It is a three-day-a-week program uh, for 30 weeks. So it's you, you have a lot more flexibility with this program. You can use it whatever way you want to. And really, I think the emphasis is um, one of the challenges in creating a, a program like this is, is trying to convey to parents that they have so much flexibility with it. Because I think a lot of times parents feel like, oh, I have a schedule, now I have to follow it. And then they feel like if they don't, they failed or they feel like they're you know, not doing something right. And, and really it, the schedule is just there to much like the rest of sunlight schedules, um, really there to just give you the tools that you need and for your child to use, but to do that really at your discretion and to, to go um, at the pace that your child needs to go at rather than um, feeling like you have to get such and such done on a certain day. Um, if a child is stuck on a certain letter, then stay there until they feel like they're, you know, capable of doing that and ready to move on, for example. So, so really take it, my encouragement to parents and moms out there or whoever's homeschooling um, with this program that 
that you really pay attention to your child's pace and that you go at your child's pace um, and the schedule, just use it as a guide um, for you to follow. But especially at this age range, you really do need to pay attention to your child's pace. Absolutely. And that is for two or three and four year olds. And so let's talk a little bit about the pre-K program for four and five-year-olds and the components that are in that. So it's um, in a lot of ways similar um, to our preschool program, only we've just taken it up a a notch, taken it up a step. Um, Again, the, the primary focus is working on those early academic skills, laying that foundation. And so we're also introducing students to different subjects. So you'll find books in the package about science. And so they begin to learn a little bit about what science is and the different aspects of um, science study. Um, There'll be some books about history. Um, A lot of times you don't think about the fact that your children need to grasp the concept of a long time ago before they can actually start um, a formal study of history, different time periods in history. And so there are some books that help introduce them to the fact that, you know what, the world didn't begin the day you were born. (laughs) Um, Even though some kids are wired to think that, um, it's helpful that they can get that concept really down. Um, And then there is a set of um, early learner workbooks. And those workbooks are also designed. Oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> those workbooks, it's a series of four, as you can see. And the exercises in those workbooks helped to develop some of those um, early academic skills that we talked about earlier. So there are exercises that help children track with their eyes from left to right. There are exercises that help children um, follow a line with a pencil. Um, there are exercises where they look at objects on a, on a page and they need to decide which one doesn't go with all the rest of these, or they have to match objects that are the same or um, decide which ones are different, all of which are early math skills, early handwriting skills. Um, and so it, it's just a great way to make sure that your child has a solid foundation. Um, So once again, as Emmy mentioned earlier, they're successful when they step into their first full formal year of academics. Yeah, I think Judy, you covered it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The only thing I might mention in addition um, is just that I noticed that there's a chart um, in the back of, of these books where you can do sort of like a checklist um, for different skill sets, so auditory, visual, motor, comprehension skills, etc., and you can record some of those skills that Judy was mentioning, like the hand-eye and the left-to-right and the um, visual-spatial skills and things like that. So um, I think these books are really, really great—a um, great addition to the pre-K program. Uh, not addition, but component of the pre-K program. Um, and of course. <laughs> Yeah. And of course, lots and lots of. Lots and lots. 
I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say there's there's also for those that are using the pre-K program for an older child, like a five-year-old who might be a little bit old, like an older five-year-old that you could turn it into almost like a kindergarten level um, program by adding the kindergarten readers and kindergarten language arts program. And if you wanted to add handwriting or anything else, um, you could add that to the pre-K program as well. Is the pre-K program a three-day or a four-day? Do we know? I believe it is five-day. It's it a five-day. Day. Yes. Yeah. It'd be five day. Again, just there to, as a guide to help you structure it, not necessarily something you have to follow exactly, which is offers you a little flexibility with your with your little one. Well, I appreciate you both joining for um, the early edge. I appreciate you all joining for the early childhood education uh, session. <laughs> the sound has me thrown off. I appreciate you all joining for this um, conversation. I appreciate your insight into Sunlight's early childhood education programs. And I cannot wait to hear what um, everyone listening thinks of these programs. So thank you so much for joining.